What's what's that, Lassie? Woof, 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 woof. Brenton, Brenton is, is well, where is he, Mister Lassie? Woof, 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 woof. He's down the well, Lassie. Woof, 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 woof. Oh, let, let's let's just leave him there, honestly. <laughs> shush. Huh? shush. Let's, huh? let's just leave him there. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> oh, Brenton. Oh, what a um, Nathan. What an episode we're doing today. It's what are we doing with ourselves? Why are we here? I'm, I'm so confused. Where are we? What what year is this? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, hi. Um, welcome. welcome to Classic Movie Banter. Yes, you, you may be wondering why things sound a little different. Yes, and that is because uh, today today's a special episode. Yes, you know what? We've we've bloody got our, our hotel seasons card. We've swiped it at reception because Brenton, we're back at the seven seasons. Winter is here in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's a new winter season. Winter has come. Yeah, winter yeah. has come, and it ended anticlimactically, <laughs> <laughs> by all accounts. So let's 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 shove Aya Stark to the side. She's not in our bloody penthouse. We are, mate, and we're we're, we're doing another top seven list because you know if Buzzfeed can, so can we. How are you going today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm I'm feeling fresh, as they say. Um, and I'm I'm ready to record some. Oh, uh, good and, for and you. Very, I feel like this is our our our, our magnum opus. Our most, like. <laughs> potentially, but it could also be potentially our final episode if we fuck this up. So <laughs> <laughs> we will never have a single listener. Like all five of our listeners are going to go down to zero by the end of this set. Because oh, Brett. Oh, so today, so long, long ago when we did our bloody um, what was the ep? Um, it's a wonderful life. We discovered the the work of Jimmy the Crow. Brenton, what a performance. We discovered this crow. <laughs> we discovered this crow who, who did some amazing performances in some movies. And you and I vowed that we would do a Jimmy the Crow episode where we talked about iconic performances that this fucking crow did. Brenton... We, 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 we reconvened this week and we went to narrow down these performances and we hit an idea... Didn't we, Brenton? We're like we did. We're like, why not limit our top seven list to Jimmy the Crow when we can encapsulate all these iconic animals in films and their careers and their performances? And here we are, Brenton. <laughs> and here we are. Here I mean, like, are. this is what's happening. Yeah. So the plan is today, as far as I'm aware, is that you and I have both picked seven uh, actors mm. who are animals. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's cur- it'd be curious. so funny if we had like like a real life actor that we just like delegate as an animal. Like, oh wow, Sean Penn's just really grizzly in some performances. Like, <laughs> we just like chuck him on the list. Like, uh, but no, these are these are these are not these are not humans. These, no, these are real animals. These are and we're gonna real animals, real stories. Like, <laughs> real actors, man. Like real method actors, and we're uh, gonna discuss their we're gonna discuss their careers. Yes, their craft. Yes, and their performance. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, we've got we've got some animals, and yeah, we're just going to talk about some great work that they've done, some fun yeah. facts about their lives. Yeah, sure. Brenton, when did it get to the point that you and I hung over on a Sunday morning, have uh, suddenly talking about fucking animals and their roles in movies? Like, is this like a reflective moment for you? <laughs> but this is my point. Like, I just feel, uh, I I I just feel like this this can only other it can it can only go up. Yes. Um, but it can also <laughs> plummet, like, to the depths of hell. I'm looking and, around uh, the room we're sitting in, and I'm like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, <laughs> like, oh. Wow. But I'm All happy, right. Brenton. I'm excited. Think- <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about these seven animals that we've got each. So, 
Oh. Yeah, I reckon let's get into it. Let's get um, into have it. You, how have you ordered yours? Have you ordered yours in terms of like your your least well, favourite to favourite? Or To be honest with you, when I researched these animals, I, th- I thought of like the animals that have stuck in my mind of like I've been like that's yeah. a great dog that's a great monkey and I'm like and it's been in my head I didn't have to research animals I'm like no that's a great thing I want to see what their life story is and yep. I found their life story and oh boy is it a bloody fear and loathing in Las Vegas I tell you what it's it's quite the sure. biographical tale so okay well Nathan this was your idea like, like <laughs> so I'm gonna be pointed ask you, at me so I think you <laughs> should kick us off with with your number seven. Okay, here it is. The top seven animals in film. What a time. Welcome to Classic Movie Banter. Okay, my number seven. Let's get into it. I'm, I want to talk about Crystal the Monkey <laughs> from, oh, okay. from from the Hangover trilogy. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, so Crystal the Monkey. Uh, have you seen the three Hangover films? I have. I ha- no. I have. I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the third one. Oh, crikey! Because it got a bad rap. The third one is literally jumping the shark. Like <laughs> they're like, I don't know what they did with the third one, but like they're just like, okay, who's the funniest thing about the Hangover? It's, it's well, wait. Ch- you said jumping the shark. Is there an actual shark in that film? And if so, why isn't it on your list? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they, okay, they don't actually jump a shark, but I feel like... Damn. Okay, there's a scene where Zach Galifianakis, like, parachutes from, like, one of the, like, hotels in Las Vegas to, like, another one. And um, I remember watching that in the movie, and, like, Mr. Charles trying to, like, snipe at him, like, from a roof or something like that, and I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> I'm so confused. But regardless of... Like, that first Hangover movie is great. Like, it's it's still incredible. And I actually contend that the second one's quite good, too. Because, like, I've been to Bangkok, and I went to that, like, Sky Tower they were at with my mates. For my, I literally had my 21st there. And, like, we tried to order all these fancy cocktails. Here's a okay, Here's a thing. I'm already starting off the podcast on a tangent. I'm so sorry. But, like, we went to the bloody Sky Tower in Bangkok. Me and my two best friends. And we're like, yeah, let's do it 21st in Bangkok. This is going to be wild. And we went to the Sky Tower. And it was so expensive. And, like, we, we, we could barely afford one drink. And so we had to make this, like, one drink last for, like, one hour. And we tried to, like, chat to, like, locals up there, but we were we looked way too poor. So, like, all, like, the rich heiresses that were up there, like, they wouldn't have a word to us, Brenton. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my experience with the Hangover Georgie. Anyway, Crystal the monkey. <laughs> so, do you remember this this monkey from, from the Hangover? I, uh, no, I do, I do. I do remember the monkey in part two that he, mm. he appeared, yeah. You know what? I love this monkey. I, I, I think of it fondly. I thought, you know what? What an iconic performance. So, Crystal for the Monkovy. The Crystal... The, the Crystal the Hangover. Oh, gosh, Nathan. <laughs> I'm already stumbling. Come all on, right. come on, buddy. Crystal You're the right. Monkey. Okay. You can do it. Okay, so Crystal the Monkey. I, I've opened with Crystal because um, she is one of the highest grossing animals in film. So, this monkey has bank, Brenton. So, so she's been she's she's been in a lot of movies, man. You, you don't judge this monkey. So... Five of her most recent films have grossed $1.5 billion at the box office. So, so Harrison Ford ain't got shit on this monkey. So, um, Crystal's appeared in not just The Hangover, but she's also appeared in George of the Jungle, that fantastic movie from 1997. Ah, uh, yeah. With yeah. Um, uh, Brendan Fraser, I think, played... I think well, so. Well, who was it? Who I, I don't remember. know. Yeah, All I remember yeah. from George of the Jungle is that it was filmed at Jupiter's Casino on the Gold Coast. And like, ah... Uh, was it actually? Yeah, there's a scene where like he's in the casino and he's like, I'm an ape and I'm of the jungle. <laughs> and like, he's like running through a casino. Because when we were in primary school, our drama teacher, Middlebrook, she was like, hey, you know Jupiter's Casino? They made a movie there. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, so, so yeah. Oh, sorry, I just looked it up. It does star Brendan Fraser. Yeah, there you um, go. Continue. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm I just, just gonna say, to Crystal that. the Monkey. She's made a lot of money. Um, it was her breakout role in George of the Jungle. It was a you know um, she's she's been in the Night at Museum films. You know, she's she's been yep. a lot. But her biggest role was the drug dealing monkey. And it's kind of ironic that she played a drug dealing monkey because in real life, Brenton, she struggled with addiction. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> I'm not fucking with what you. What was she addicted to? Okay, so so she'd do red carpet appearances. Um, but and like every time they interview her trainer, she was like, Yeah, she's actually addicted to cigarettes. So she so she smoked real cigarettes for the hangover part two because that's what she just did. And her, and her trainer's like, yeah, we tried to get her off it, but she smoked cigarettes for the role of Hangover, and now she just keeps on doing it. And Peter was angry with, like, Crystal the monkey. Also, how ironic that a monkey called Crystal has, like, a drug addiction. Am I right? Well, it's not <laughs> drugs. It's cigarettes, but that's okay. I know. It was like, tobacco. Like, I know. It's, she's not, like, smoking lines of cocaine. Like, you can't put that up a monkey's nostril, but, like, she's still, like, she's still smoking those darts. And so every time she'd do a red carpet, like, there'd be people from Peter, like, protesting. This is, I'm not making any of this up. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but you can see why. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, I, 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 is there like an animal rehab that <laughs> you take this monkey to? Like, could you imagine? Like, you go to rehab. There's all these like, Hollywood actors, and then there's like a fucking monkey just like, <laughs> like at the AA table. They're like, "Oh, hey, I'm Nathan. And I'm an alcoholic." And then the monkey's like, <laughs> "Like, oh." Uh, what's incredible is I just because obviously, as I said, I looked up um, while we were discussing George of the Jungle, and you look at the cast list. And Crystal the monkey is on there. Oh my god, you know, really? <laughs> is, is on that cast list? Yeah. So a, you know. I, I think I think she's okay now. She's I think since she has defeated her addiction. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. So oh. <laughs> good. Oh, we dedicate good this to you, Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well done. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess. Uh, uh, like, we'll move on to my number seven. But yeah. Like, where, Crystal, where's your like, number seven? Okay. So here we go. I'm actually going to do. Uh, I'm going to cover a couple animals in here, but you'll see why. Okay. You'll see why. Okay. Um, I'm so with you, I'm, I'm, I'm with here you for to the talk journey. about... You may be surprised why this is my number seven, given that this animal is quite famous, but Ooh. I'm going to start off with uh, Bart the Bear. Ah, Bart the Bear. Yes, I'm familiar yeah. with Bart the Bear. Does Are you so familiar that he appears on your list? Well, we'll have to find out, where not we, Mr. Blanton? <laughs> so, so my, my, this is the well, thing. Hold up. My, Bart the Bear one or two, I should say. This is the thing. You know how I said I'm going to cover a couple of animals? The the animal I actually want to talk about is more Bart the Bear 2. But oh, I okay. need to cover because, Bart the Bear. Because potentially onto- mine may deal with the former rather than the latter. Okay, okay. Well, I will I will just cover... I'll cover a bit of groundwork. Mm. Bart the Bear 1, quite a famous bear. Very famous. Like, very, not very, the bear. very famous. Yes. The, the bear of Hollywood. Um, Should have been a brother bear, but wasn't, sadly. Don't know why yeah, they didn't do some ADR work from that. <laughs> I mean, it, w- it would have it been incredible. But, uh, yeah, he's... um. What My favourite thing about this, though, there is the only thing I want to say about Bart the Bear is just mm. I love I love in this section, like, titled Career Online that says... Uh, uh, <laughs> that Bart the Bear has worked with such actors as Robert Redford, Morgan Freeman, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah, uh, Annette Bening, Ethan Hawke, <laughs> Steven Seagal, um, Brad Pitt, Alec Baldwin, Trevor Howard, and Anthony Hopkins have all worked in films opposite Bart. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine, like, at the extras table, like, everyone's just, like, sitting around, all the extras, and they're saying, oh, who have you worked with? And then, like, they turn, and there's a fucking bear sitting at the extra table. <laughs> and this bear is, like, going, oh, well, I've worked with so-and-so, and it's like, oh, oh, and people are like, ah, there's a bear. <laughs> 
um i i just i just um i just wanted to point out as well the other funny thing in terms of facts that are on here as well that uh <laughs> this is film directors jean-jacques anoud and lee tamahori both of whom directed bart in the bear and the edge respectively called mm. bart john wayne of bears <laughs> Like, how do you think John Wayne would react to being, like, like draw a parallel with a bear? It's like, well, I guess I'm just a bear. Like, <laughs> like oh, uh, gosh. Uh, um, but tell me about Bart the Bear too, because I didn't do that much research into Bart the Bear 2. Okay, so I'm okay. very curious well, about I'll, this I'll this, get into Bart the Bear 2. Um, yeah. <laughs> the sequel, so the Bart better the bear, bear, one would argue. <laughs> um, so what's interesting about Bart the Bear 2 is that he's unrelated to Bart the Bear 1. Yeah, I found that quite funny, yeah. So it's, I, I believe it's the same trainers, but they met Bart the Bear 2. The bat the beer, <laughs> like, bat the beer too. We were no longer training animals. We shall train beer to be in performances. <laughs> um, so bat the bear too. They obviously they uh, got him as a cub. I think. Uh, yeah, they were they were from. Uh, it was from like Utah or something, wasn't it? Like, no, no, no. The, uh, so bat the bear too was orphaned with with his sister oh. Honeybump. <laughs> When, when their mother was shot and killed outside Paxson, Alaska, oh no, it was is, a real Bambi, is, wasn't it? Like, yeah, which is absolutely horrible. Oh no. Um, uh, they, so they were found by an Alaskan state trooper, Aww. and unable uh, unable to survive on their own, they lived in the Fisher household with Greg's wife Mally and their two children. They lived in a. Household. They live in the fucking house. Yeah, this is a real um, hotel for dog situation, isn't it? Like <laughs> before before officially being adopted by Doug and Lynn Seuss, who are the That's famous amazing. trainers in uh, in two thousand. Oh um, my goodness. So, so, uh, Bart the Bear 2 was named after Bart the Bear. Yeah. Uh, who then died, um, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, the, bear, yeah, yeah, the yeah, bear's yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah, the bear's dead, but, yeah. but, but the bear, the, the OG, passed away two weeks later after really? these two bears, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, shortly after Seuss had adopted the cubs, oh. um, and so, yeah, Seuss decided to name the new male cub after, after the original Bart. Uh, seeing as he had to, he had the same nature as the original Bart and a lot of the attributes. Oh, bless. Did you find... Okay, so in your research, did you find that a lot of these like biographies about these animals are very self-praisal? Like, like all the animal research I did was like, this animal's the greatest actor that ever lived. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, That's what I mean. Like, these facts are hilarious. It's like, so funny. I like to think that they were written by the trainers themselves because they probably were. I and, think they were. Yeah, yeah. totally. And like, this animal's changed the world. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just... Just like patting yourself on the back, mate. Like, <laughs> um, uh. so so. What's interesting is that that same year, as a cub, he made his film debut. Really? Yeah, in okay. Doctor Doolittle Two. Oh my goodness! What an iconic performance! He, I he, can't remember the bear, frankly. <laughs> so, so no, but but um, he and his uh, sister Honeybump both made the. They were cubs. They played the cubs of uh, the titular bears in in. Well, not really. They're not titular in Doctor Doolittle Two. <laughs> The, two- <laughs> the titular bear. He's actually Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he plays the offspring uh, offspring of the bear character, uh, Archie, who's like one of the main characters in the film. Mm. Um, who we may or may not be talking about later, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. I love the foreshadowing. So, so I just wanted to uh, put in out as well that uh, the childhood and young adulthood of Bart 2 and Honeybump um, with a focus of two episodes of Animal Planet. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, uh, fantastic. It was a series called Growing Up Grizzly. Uh, one of the episodes was hosted by Brad Pitt in 2001. And then a follow-up <laughs> episode, Growing Up Grizzly 2, in 2004, was then hosted by Jennifer Aniston. Really? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but but the thing that I the reason that I was drawn to Bart the Bear too was because of his incredible work that he did in Game of Thrones. Oh yes, that's that's how I knew Bart the Bear too. Yeah, I was like, but, yeah. Bart the Bear too was the bear in the episode, the bear in the Maiden Fair. When you yes. all remember that wonderful scene where he was pitted oh. up against Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth. That was amazing. Uh, and, that was a very tense and, scene. And and uh, as it says here on this website, he received rave reviews. <laughs> 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 See, they're so self-praisal, aren't they? Like, it, it oh. was widely publicised. Yeah. Oh Did my it, though, I mean, I remember at the time, like, liking the bear. I'm like, this is pretty cool. But, like, yeah. Oh, it's... I mean, when you I see that, that's, <laughs> a, that's a real bear. And, like, you know... That, that is a real bear. And, like, and like Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brianna Tarth, she was like... I remember, like... Because the Game of Thrones releases all those behind-the-scenes stuff. And they're like, yeah, the yeah. Actors, like, we did this, this performance. I remember, like, they interviewed Brianna Tarth. She's like, yeah, I was in front of a real fucking bear. And she's like, it was cooked. And she's like, I almost died in real life. And Dan and David, who run Game of Thrones, they're like... But the like she's like but the bear was great but like it was still very scary. <laughs> yeah, like can you imagine like a grizzly coming at you just like and it's like and then and then they yell at cut and he like wanders off and like sits in his chair and like has a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. puts on like his pair of glasses like reads the news and you're just like <laughs> reads the fine print in the in the script reads the italics like oh my goodness. <laughs> Like the bear's like, did I no? The bear like pauses and it's like line. It's like, what's the line? It's like Roo. So we've got we've we've set our number sevens. Uh, Nathan, what what is your number six? Look, Bart the Bear Two is an iconic performance. But if you're talking about iconic animal performances, <laughs> I don't think yep. anyone can top. I think the most famous animal in film, besides Lassie, which ironically neither of us have on our lists. Apart yep. from that, I think is. Terry the dog who played Toto from Wizard of Oz. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I, d- I, I, know, I, I know all about Terry. Ah, <laughs> oh, you yeah, do. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to drop some uh, fun facts about Terry and we'll see what we can do. So, you know, when you think of animals and... I think this is probably the first animal performance I saw as a child because you watch Wizard of Oz young. Like, you get to that shit, like, early. And, like, I don't know if I'll ever do Wizard of Oz for the podcast. I don't think our listeners need us to give it the thumbs up. I think... Like everyone knows this film's iconic, but like, but they might need us to give it the thumbs down. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, I don't think I've no, seen no, that no. film since I was a child, so like maybe it doesn't oh, really? hold up. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it holds up, but like we'll find out. Anyway, Toto the dog. So it's played by Terry the dog, who um, you know, she's what a performance. I remember watching the movie going, I want Toto the dog. Um, what is what's the iconic line about Toto? She's like, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And Toto's yep. like, row. Also, what the fuck? Like, the dogs are gonna recognize where the hell they are. Like, I don't think a dog's gonna care whether they're in like, like Oz or like bloody Kansas as long as it's getting fed. You know, like, <laughs> which it doesn't get fed in that film. So no, you know. do you reckon the whole film? I thought that dog's like eyeing off the scarecrow, just being like, hmm. <laughs> like, I'm surprised they didn't play up that more. That like the dog was just like rabid the whole time, like. <laughs> 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 like, uh, but anyway, Toto's great. I love this dog. You know, Judy Garland, what a time. Anyway, so the dog made a shit ton of money from being in the Wizard of Oz. It yep. got paid it got paid like 125 bucks a week, which is like probably more than which is like it got paid in today's money over two thousand dollars a week. Can you imagine? Which is like more than my salary <laughs> today. And like it, it it earned more than any of the human actors, it earned more than Judy Garland. And it earned more than bloody um, Oz and Emerald City. And also, she had a larger salary than most Americans at the time. 
And as she was filming this, you know, film, you know, she was running about, she was barking, all that kind of stuff. She almost died, Brenton, during the filming of Wizard of Oz. How? And, okay, so, so you know, there was there was two incidents. One, they had these powerful wind machines, you know, that was, you know, blasting Joey Garland's head. She's like, oh, what's all this? Oh, we're in Oz. And so, as the wind machines were blasting, she had, she literally got pushed back. <laughs> Because the dog was so light, and people had to like, like, oh shit, this is going to be difficult to film. So she almost fell off the set. But the most dangerous thing is that one day, um, one of the Winky guards stepped on her foot and it broke her foot. Oh fuck! Yeah, and so she spent two weeks um at a hospital, like pet hospital, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure is Sorry, a thing that it's exists. not funny. It's not. It's funny. not funny. Like, continue. I've had my leg broken. It's not fun. Anyway, so she so it held up filming, and they the the, the directors had a stand in for that time, but they didn't replace the dog because like Judy Garland's like, I love this dog. We're gonna ha- have this dog back. But anyway, the dog came back, finished the filming, and Judy Garland tried to adopt the dog. But its owners were like, fuck off. <laughs> they're like, this is our dog. But Judy was like, oh, I have a connection. And they're like, yeah, so do we. We're the owners. <laughs> but um, because of the film, Terry the dog changed uh, her name to Toto the dog in 1942. And now, like, you know, people love this dog. They, they try and pat it at all occasions. But the dog's no longer with us. No, unfortunately not. Um, I will add to this because I will I will put it at number six on my list as well. Yes. Funny that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, disclaimer: we didn't let each other know what we were. No, going no, to we, we, did, we had no idea. Yeah. So yeah. What's really interesting about this is as well going back to the how much money uh, Terry made on this film <laughs> was that not only was she paid more than all the other actors, human actors, mm. she was also paid more than um, than. Uh, most Amer- working Americans at the time. Oh my like, goodness! Could you imagine, like this dog? Like, I f- see, if I was on set, like imagine being on film set and like, and the, like you gossip on like as like around, like lunch, and you realize the dog's making more than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she also attended the premiere of the film. Oh, did she really? Oh, yeah, fantastic. And- and uh, after, obviously, her name was changed to Toto, even refer, we refer to her still as Terry the Dog. Yes. Uh, she then went on to uh, star in 16 films. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, she had a long career, didn't she? Like, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which three of three of these films were playing in theatres at the same time in the fall of 1939. So, oh, my goodness. The Wizard like of Oz, the, the women... Yeah, The Wizard of Oz, The Women, and Bad Little Angel were all in theatres at the same time. Wow. Her last film was uh, Tortilla Flat. Oh, good. Uh, in which, good. Um, and this is this is poetic. Um, uh, uh, she was re in that last film. She was reunited with Oz director Victor Fleming and Frank Morgan. Uh, and Victor F- Fleming, sorry, and Frank Morgan, who played the wizard in the film for her last film. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, and then uh, she died at the age of eleven in Hollywood uh, on the September first of nineteen forty-five. And I'm laughing because she's Wait, buried. Wasn't that World s- War Two ended? Like, yeah, yeah. Is, is there a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> she was buried at Spitz Ranch in uh, Studio City, Los Angeles. But then oh. that grave was destroyed during the construction of the Ventura Freeway what? in 1958. <laughs> so, so, on June 18th, 2011, yeah. a permanent memorial for Terry was dedicated at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. Aww. Good on you, Aww. Toto, slash Terry, slash whatever name you preferred. Those, those monsters, I can't believe like, they're like knocking over a building and they like... Built a freeway. <laughs> yeah, they built a freeway where this dog was at. It's like... Could you imagine like you're driving on a freeway and there's like a little sign that... Like, you know, like, sometimes you, like, drive past, like, crosses on the road and that kind of stuff? Like, you, like, you drive past a freeway and there's a little sign that marks, like, Terry the dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, maybe for the podcast, Monday we'll visit her memorial and we'll pay our respects for her wonderful work. Yeah. Press F to pay respects to Terry the dog, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless. No, what a great, what a great dog. Speaking of dogs, Brenton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a segue. My number five. Um, This might be one of my favorite animal performances, actually. I know how the hell I ranked it, but here's number five. I want to talk about Max the dog, who played Milo from The Mask. Really? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember the movie The Mask? Not very well, but I remember watching it. I don't remember loving it, unfortunately. I, yeah. Oh, you didn't love The Mask? Really? No, no, no. no. Like, what? Yeah, I thought it was a bit creepy and, you know, as a really? child. I, and I haven't seen it since, so... um. Whoa! Yeah. This is one of my favourite movies. I love The Mask. It's uh, so good. Yeah, we should do The Mask. Actually, we should do yeah, The Mask. We should the do The Mask. Yeah. The Mask would be great. Oh, I'd love to watch The Mask again. It must be older than 20 years. Because it, it was one of the original superhero movies from the 90s and like... Oh, it's like Jim Carrey at his most Jim Carrey, isn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, it's at such a good time. It's so... I Every time I go out, I'm like, P-A-R-T-Y? Because I gotta. Like... Oh, it, what an iconic film. Oh, I, I love it when Jim Carrey, like, actually, no, I'm going to, we'll save the mask talk for the mask. But anyway, Sounds in good. this movie, in this movie, he has a dog called Milo. And I don't want to say what Milo does in the film because I don't want to spoil the mask. Please watch the mask. But in the sequel, the dog gets the mask, if you recall. Have you seen Son of the Mask? No. <laughs> Oh my god! So like, so the the sequel's horseshit because the, he has a son and like the son gets the mask, whatever it is. But anyway, there's one point in the movie where the dog mm-hmm. gets the mask, and like, right. I don't know if you know what the mask is, but like, you put on this like ancient Loki mask, and you suddenly get the like this. You basically turn to the genie from Aladdin. Like, you can do anything. Like, you you, you equip like nothing else, and this dog, like, you know had the mask and it had some superhero abilities anyway so maxi post mile he does a good job he's a big part of the movie he saves jim carrey at one point and uh this dog uh he on set he was a good dog you know behaved quite well he wasn't he wasn't like bloody terry the dog or crystal the monkey he wasn't a diva but he did like to eat and drink quite frequently so there'd be points where like the dog would really need a, like a drink of water and so they have to halt filming just so the owner could rush in with like this little like doggy bottle <laughs> and just like and just like, I'm so sorry everyone and just like keep on having it hydrated and he also was known for his favorite treat on sets called fig newtons and so on set there was like huge fuck off bag of like dog treats that like every like crew member at one point had to feed this dog because they all wanted to get around the dog so <laughs> it was it was quite a, a, a iconic animal but anyway during the movie when the dog rocked up to the premiere it didn't like the film at all and you could tell because during the premiere it just kept on barking consistently and 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 the owner thought that the dog thought that the movie was too loud so the dog had to be taken out of the cinema <laughs> could you imagine like being in a regular cinema and someone's brought their pets like just and in you just general hear a like, fucking dog start barking you just like imagine oh, the, like, yeah. Yeah. That's like, kind of cool, though. Yeah. That kind of also makes me realize, like, did they bring Bart the Bear into the cinema? Like, you're just, you just sitting... this... <laughs> 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 like, everyone's laughing at a joke and the bear's just, like, chuckling, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, a Wait. film's in 3D and they put the 3D lenses on the dog or the bear, just like... <laughs> <laughs> the dog's like, I'm colorblind. I can't see shit. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three D films, just like the glasses are on. They're just like fucking hell. It's still blurry. Like I don't. <laughs> I remember. I remember my sister and I we were on a family holiday once, and we were. I want to say we were going to America, and Qantas had a campaign at the time called Jet for Your Pet. 
And what you would do is that, like, if you wanted to bring your animal in domestic fights, like, Qantas was like, yeah, jet for your pet. And you, <laughs> you could bring her on the plane, like, get around it. And so I'd like to think if, like, the movies, like, event cinemas would get around this campaign. And <laughs> 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 people bring, like, fucking dogs into the cinema. Could you imagine, like... If someone brought the bear, like, that would be the funniest thing, like, ever. You just sit there and, and uh, it just sits in the chair next to you and just... Bruh, oh. Oh, oh my god oh. Or it's a horror movie and it, it goes <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like it's like like buddy like what's that film where liam neeson's like trying to like outrun a wolf i think it's called like the wolf yeah, or whatever. Uh, like the the the, the gray or something or, or something the, like, yeah i think it is the yeah. gray could you imagine like you're watching that shit and you're in the cinema and it's like very tense and then something like an actual wolf rocks up and like <laughs> and, and everyone's like, just like ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. or it's like that scene in zootopia where like one the the like the wolf uh, howls on the screen and then the real wolf starts howling oh, no. as well. And you're just like... <laughs> you're like, oh no. Like, I Fuck. I would lose my shit. Could you Me imagine? Too. That'd be so great. I want a cinema to do this campaign. Also, I, I know why they don't because animals would just be continually disruptive but like I kind of do... You know when you go to cafes and they're very like pet friendly? I yeah. do kind of wish that there, there must be in the world. Listeners, please do the research or we'll, we'll do the research. There must be a cinema. There are. There like, are outdoor cinemas that I'm pretty sure you can take pets to and stuff and them oh. with your pets on bean bags and shit. That'd be great. That'd be great, Brenton. Let's do it, dude. Let's, All right. Next old movie. In st- okay, next time in Sydney, they're doing like an outdoors body thing. Because well, you have some pets. I don't, Sally, but you do. So we're going to bring all of them, Brenton. Yeah. <laughs> all yep. the dogs, Sounds all good. the cats, and we're going to do an outdoor cinema experience and then Sa- spook people beautiful. with the dog. <laughs> Alrighty. So Your number my, five. Number, <laughs> my number five is, again, a couple animals because I'm actually covering more of a film here. Oh. And some of the animals that start in it. I'm covering the film Cats and Dogs. Um, ah, okay. Very, specific, very good. And specifically the canines in it. Uh, Fantastic. Cu- I haven't got a canine. canine. I haven't got a canine from Cats and Dogs, so go okay, wild, cool. mate. So two of the, the the ones I want to talk about, there's two groups. So one is, uh, by the way, Cats and Dogs. Oh, my goodness. Um, this movie. <laughs> this movie. I have not seen it since I was a child. And yes. I haven't seen it since. But I, because I was researching this and I was looking up some facts about the movie, the voice cast is outstanding. This what can, the fuck? Can we go through this voice cast? Because I actually have it here with me. Because I go wanna, through it, I dude. Want, like it blows okay. my mind. So that if Toby Maguire, oh my plays god, Lou, who's like the, the main, main dog, char- yeah, the main character, and this is like Spider Man era Toby Maguire. Yeah, like yeah. this, he had to make an appearance, like. This is outstanding. So, for those of you who don't know Cats and Dogs, this is a film, like, it's almost 20 years old, so we can't do a full episode on it, but boy, are we going to the second <laughs> this shit turns 20. So, like, because this film is remarkable. It might be the peak of cinema because this film's about, like, it's like Spy Kids, but with pets. So, it's like, it's about, like, um, this, 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 like, what is it about? It's about, like, Jeff Goldblum. He's, like, this professor. Also, this film has stars Jeff Goldblum, which is amazing. And he, like, he's trying to, like, cure his, like, cat allergy or something like that. And so he has, he's, like, experimenting on his, like, on these dogs or something like that. I, I don't know. But anyway, so this kid who, who adopts this foster dog turns out this dog gets recruited into this pet spy agency. And, like, there's this, like, war that's been going on for thousands of years between cats and dogs. And they have, like, the highest tech shit. And, like, there's, like, these Russian cats and, and, they're all trying to like kill each other it's outstanding like this movie is wonderful but the voice cast is what sells it so Toby Maguire is the main dog like Lou um Alec Baldwin yeah he's Butch, Butch? Is, yeah 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 who's like an experienced field agent and, I, and as a kid you don't recognize these actors no no no, no. um 
Sean Hayes plays Mr. Tinkles, uh, who's like this like evil kitty who we'll maybe, we'll maybe talk about later. Ooh. And, ooh. Susan Sarandon, and this I quote this from the IMDb. Can I just say this? Susan Sarandon plays Ivy, a domestically challenged former dog agent. <laughs> I just want to think, because she would have done bloody Thelma and Louise, and then she's playing a fucking dog in this movie. Like, oh. I know, right? Because this, this had a budget. And then um, bloody Charlton Heston. <laughs> plays the Mastiff, the leader of the dog agents. Like, what is this cast? I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's it's incredible. There's one point it. where Miriam Margulies, who plays bloody Professor Sprout, is like the maid for like this yeah, evil yeah. kitty, and it's the best performance she's ever done. It's so good. <laughs> this movie's remarkable, but, but please tell me about these dogs, Brenton. So Butch is played by three Anatolian shepherds named Noah, Moses, and Cain. Oh. Uh so, obviously, that's like a herding dog breed from Turkey, I think it is. Oh. Um, but Noah was the lead dog who did most of the acting. <laughs> Sorry, this right. is funny. As the, seasoned, <laughs> as the seasoned, seasoned agent who becomes Lou's mentor, trainer, and protector. Uh, so, all of these dogs were actually rescues, the three of them. Oh. And Kane was even adopted after filming Wrapped by an AHA field representative, oh. Gina Johnson. And Kane now lives back east with Gina... Uh, <laughs> her, her newfound land and, and, and two cats uh, which is funnily enough seeing as he's, the height of his career was fighting cats and, like, oh my god that's amazing that's and so funny he's, he's become a loving addition to her flock and is so mellow her flock <laughs> her, is so mellow that he visits nursing homes in his <gasps> really? spare time Aww. in his new role as a therapy dog Oh, that warms the heart, mate. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's so then, great news. So then let's talk about <laughs> Peak. Who <laughs> 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 is a character in the film um, and is played by a hairless Chinese crested named Maggie. <laughs> so um, if you don't remember, uh, uh, Peak, the character, is the techno brains in the covert canine operation. <laughs> Um, so Peak, Peak was fitted with Peak. his own lightweight he- headset and is introduced as he emerges oh from high-tech cylinder garbage can, uh, can complete uh, with database computer. Oh, my God. Okay, so a puppet was used when the tube comes out of the can. So do you remember this? Like, there was the can and yeah. like, this thing came out of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do remember this, yeah. But the real dog was placed on the seat, was forced into this seat by the trainer. No, really? Used, yeah, who used toys to get the dog to look in various directions. <laughs> so you've got to look at, like, this scene and then just remember that that's a real dog sitting in this fucking chair. Just like, oh, my God. Like, he was, like, confused having, out of his mind. Having like, the worst day of their life. Oh, and my goodness. their name goodness. is Maggie. And they're, they're this, like, weirdo-looking dog. Um, but apparently they're, the, 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 um, Maggie's quite, um, although it looks quite unusual and fragile, this is totally written by the trainer. Yeah, you um, can tell, like. <laughs> it looks unusual and fragile, but it's quite playful and very smart. <laughs> oh, very smart. Ooh. Good on you, Maggie. We love you. Uh, when I die, Brenton, I want my obituary to be written by an animal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Nathan, um, what is your number four? My number four uh, is another monkey. I'm getting around the monkeys <laughs> on this list. Which one is it? 
it's probably like you know the hangover monkey is pretty iconic but i think the monkey everyone thinks of is chiquita the monkey from the pirates of the caribbean franchise yes 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 so this monkey i remember watching pirates of the caribbean and being very excited every time the monkey rocked up i remember as a kid being like yes i get around this monkey it's called jack in the film isn't it like that's the joke isn't it yeah yeah his name is jack yeah (laughs) yeah Jeffrey Rush is like, ah, oh, Jack. <laughs> no, the monkey. <laughs> no, we named the monkey Jack. <laughs> I love that line. Isn't there a point where like the monkey is like pointing a gun at someone? Like, no, no, no. The monkey hops on his shoulder and it goes, "We named the monkey Jack," and it does this side smile. Yeah, thing, like, it gives him like this like little like bitch like stare. It's like you what? <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's oh. so good. I love it. I it made me want a monkey watching that movie. I was like, because there are a couple of them, and I'm like, I want a monkey, and I want to name it Nathan. You know, it's like every time like I go out to a bar, it's like we named the we named the monkey Nathan. Like, <laughs> oh Nathan, uh, how are you going? No, uh, Nathan, come over here. What? What? But you're Nathan. No, no, no. I named the monkey, monkey Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But anyway, so this monkey, I love it in this these movies, Pirates of the Caribbean. What a time! But I only have one good story in this monkey, and it's about when it filmed the latest Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, which, by the way, is an atrocious film. Like on so many levels, it really sings the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise quite literally. But anyway, while they were filming this this bloody movie, they filmed it in the Gold Coast, Brenton, our hometown, the the film capital, one would say, of Australia. And during uh, the filming at Movie World, the theme park, this monkey bit um, one of the ears of the makeup artists. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not fucking... This was serious shit. So, like, this 50-year... <laughs> and I found the news article, and it's the f- uh, this news article is the funniest shit I've ever read. And I'm going to quote this this news article, because this Take is it amazing. Away, Nathan. The Take headline it away. The headline was something like, Monkey Bites Ear on Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm like, this is incredible. Okay, so... The, the, the news story goes, a 54-year-old woman was on a sound set for parts of the Caribbean and she was bitten on the ear about <laughs> midday. The Queensland Ambulance Service spokesman Stephen Burns said the woman was taken to hospital and is in a stable condition. He said she told paramedics it was an unprovoked attack. The monkey had come up from behind the lady and bit her on the right ear, Mr. Burns said. The lady wasn't, we believe, making an attempt to approach the monkey. She was sitting down and it came up to the woman and bit her on the ear. And so, <laughs> and and then the, the news article continues, and mm. it says the monkeys made headlines earlier this year when animal rights groups tried to have their entry to Australia from filming stopped. <laughs> so this monkey is surrounded in controversy. Forget, forget the controversy wow. of of other politicians. This monkey is is ripe in a storm. Brenton. Like it bit her on the ear, but what, what was the damage? What was the damage it caused? Because it, it said like- it was unprovoked. Also, if you're bit on the ear by a monkey, I imagine that's extremely painful. Like those fuckers have yeah. jaws, you know. Like yeah, I know. But like, was her ear like still like? Did they have to like you know? Could you imagine, like, the next day she's doing makeup for Johnny Depp and she's got this huge bandage on her ear? (laughs) And he's like, mate, what happened? And she's like, don't ask, don't ask. Don't fucking talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) This poor makeup artist, like, oh. Could you imagine, like, for years? Because, you know, makeup artists, you've been on set. Like, they love to chat. So, like, for years she'll be telling that story how she got accosted by fucking Chiquita the monkey. Well, she might not have it. She she mightn't have a fucking ear anymore, so, like. (laughs) Oh, my. Could you imagine, like, fucking Van Gogh? She's got this, like, bloody, like, bandage. She, she, no, she watches the Van Gogh movie, movie with Willem Dafoe. She's like cheering in the crowd. She's like, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, can you imagine they make another biopic on Van Gogh, but instead of him cutting off his ear, it's a fucking monkey. Like, Chiquita oh just makes god. a cameo. He's like, I'm Van Gogh and I'm a painter, and then like, this monkey's like, a, like the middle of France, just like chewing off his ear. Like, <laughs> this god. is, I guess, like historians find the real fact. Like, <laughs> All right, Nathan, uh, you go make that film and we'll see we'll see how it goes in, in the theatres. <laughs> what a blockbuster. Uh, All righty. So let's talk about my number four. Yes. Which is uh, Kiko. Who? Kiko. Kiko. Okay. Yeah. Do you, Who the would you fuck like is to, Kiko? You, would you know what, like to know what Kiko is? What is Kiko, Brenton? Kiko is an orca whale. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this Free Willy? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> How did I not think of Free Willy? Oh my god, Brenton. <laughs> so, so I love I love, I love orca whales, or as they called uh, killer whales. Yes, uh, I think they're really cool animals, and obviously, they are very cool. I think, yeah, I like, and I, but there's some there's some crazy shit about this Kiko. This whale was <laughs> was next level. Could you imagine being the animal trainer and like your job is to try to fucking kill a whale? <laughs> Could you imagine like that's your profession? I'm sorry, keep going. Uh, so I'm oh. not sure how they know this thing as Kiko was born in the wild, but he was born in 1976, <laughs> and then was then uh, <laughs> they like carbon date him. They're like taking DNA samples and shit. Like, oh, and then he was captured off the coast of Iceland in 1979. That alone is an amazing story. Like, yeah, like you're on set and they're like, oh, how did you get this animal? It's like we're in this expedition in Iceland. It's like fucking, fucking Atlantis. Like, it. <laughs> um, so he was then sold to the marine park industry. Uh, which is no good, as we all know. Yes, uh, yeah. And uh, and in 1985, he arrived to Reno Adventura in Mexico City. Oh. Where he lived... <laughs> I think this is written by the trainers. Where he lived a normal life for a captive whale. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a normal life for a captive whale? Is it just, like, le- is it just like leaping we and shit? dumped him into a tank and we just left him there until 1993. Oh, okay. So in that year, he was cast as a willy in the movie Free Willy. Oh my goodness. And captured the hearts of millions of children and adults worldwide. This is so <laughs> written by the trainer. I love it. <laughs> Afterwards... Oh. Life magazine made an article where it showed off the horrible conditions in which he lived in Reno Adventura. Yeah. So, fucking hell, dude. Oh, my goodness. So, an international pledge was started. No. And enough money was raised to have him sent to the Oregon Coast Aquarium. (gasps) Before being airlifted back to Iceland in 1998 no. to prepare pre- to prepare him for a return to the wild. So it's like literally Free Willy. Oh happened. my God, it's actually Free Willy. Because he was cast as Free Willy. That's amazing. So he was then trained to survive in the wild and was, and was released in July of 2002. Yay! Hey! But, been, yeah. but he longed for human contact. <gasps> so oh the whale... God. So the whale swam 870 miles. No! And eventually ended up in Helsa, Norway in September of 2002, where local residents played with him often. This is amazing! So much so that animal protection authorities banned anyone from approaching him. What? But he Um, loved it! he He was looked after by whale keepers for the last year of his life. (gasps) <gasps> Suddenly coming down he's with... he's gone, Brenton. No, he's gone. Uh, oh, my God. Phenomia, um, I was literally booking tickets to Norway right now. Like, <laughs> uh, on, he died on December 10th of 2003. Oh, um, no. Oh, Brenton. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, but what a story. What a life that whale That's lived. That's amazing. 
that alone is worth a biopic. Like that's yeah. like, could you imagine like Meryl Streep as the whale? Like she's just, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't get a lot of weight for this role. <laughs> she's that's a that's remarkable. That is insane. This this is why we've done this episode, Brenton, for stories like that. This this is why we're doing top seven animals. Um, I've I've got a couple other little facts about Kiko, which I think are really oh, sweet. So this has name, made my year. Like this, his name means the lucky one in Japanese. Oh, um, which is which is you know kind of, I, kind, of kind of a little bit. I don't know. I know how I feel about the Japanese naming a whale. You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, uh, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so he's buried at Tacknes in Hulsa County, Norway. Also, Sado, how the hell did I did they identify a killer whale in Norway? Well, like, I, I, they would have tagged it or something, like because he was in <laughs> it's got, like a fucking leash like around its neck. It's like, <laughs> like they would have, like it would have a tracker on it or something. They'd it's got done, like a return but... address. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> Please return to SeaWorld. Like. <laughs> yeah, so he's buried in uh, Norway, but his grave sits right next. His grave sits right next to the ocean. And on oh. January 7th, 2004, 300 Norwegian kindergarten and school children placed rocks at the gravesite to commemorate the popular whale. Oh, my God. It's like that scene from the credits of Schindler's List where you see the survivors come back. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the kids just, like, placing flowers. Like. I was going to say it's more like, you know, and spoiler alert for Logan at the end of yes. the film where she, puts the, she changes the cross to the X. Like, it's like, yeah. you did... You did well, Willie. Well done, Kiko. Oh my goodness, yeah. she like. <laughs> but what a, a sweet story oh, and an amazing story. That of, is, uh, that's the best thing. Yeah. I, our podcast has peaked, Brenton, with that story. That is, <laughs> that is, that is. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. That is so good. I, I don't know how to follow that. I feel like we've peaked almost. Like we just, we just put the mics <laughs> down now. <laughs> just enjoy our Sunday because, like, that's amazing. Oh, bloody Kiko, I'm. I, we raise our glasses to you, Brendan. We don't have glasses, but like um, we're raising them to Kiko. Cause to Kiko. I'll raise my yeah. sunglasses. There you go. There you to go. Kiko. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Brenton. Brenton. Put me he's, out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump to number three. We're getting into the real shit now. We're getting so into like- the... This this might be my favorite episode, Brent, and I'm saying I'm calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I want to return to a to an animal favorite, and I'm doing Bart the Bear one for number three. Okay, yes, yes. So let's go back to the OG bear, you know, the one that started it all. You know, this is the bloody Tony Stark of the animals list. By the way, I was so good on Animal Avengers. Have you read the comics where like there is an Animal Avengers? Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. Oh, there's what because like Thor and Ragnarok makes a joke that he was a frog, but there was an actual Thor frog in the comics, and I feel like Marvel would have the audacity to do an Animal Avengers, and you know what, it would make billions. Well, here's the thing, dude. I I lent you a game. Yes, <gasps> I lent you. Tell Marvel's. me, Thor frog is in it? Is it actually? I'm I'm giving I'm giving you a knowing look. Nathan. So I, oh my god! So I went to Redden's house like the other day, and um, oh yeah, when we were watching Blade Rocky and. And I saw for the first time Brenton's PS4 games collection, and out of all the titles that stood out to me, I wanted to borrow the Lego Marvel superheroes too. <laughs> he had like critically came titles. He had like Uncharted. He had like Last of Us. He had like God of War. Like all these beautiful titles. But like shut up! I want Marvel superheroes <laughs> purely for Thor the Frog. And you know what? If it was played by a real frog, it would make this list, Brenton. <laughs> and I'm very upset there are no frog actors in this list. But Bath the Bear. <laughs> so so Bath the Bear. Like he's. He's the most iconic actor, and we'll get to why he's the most iconic animal actor. But anyway, um, 
He is most known for a French film from 1988 called The Bear. And you, you touched on this a little bit before, but I want to talk a little bit more about it. So yeah, yeah. Jacques Anod, uh, the French filmmaker, made this bear movie about an adult grizzly bear who befriends an orphaned cub and defeats the hunters that like, killed his mother. It's like, it's like if Bambi was like Kill Bill, you know? like Imagine right. that, but with bears. And it has an entire bear cast. So like, it's like... It's like this bear and this cub. It's like a little bit like Logan, but they're going through the wilderness. And apparently it's amazing, Brenton. Like, um, it, it's got a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes. And it was, it, and it grossed over a hundred million dollars worldwide in 1988. And there was a campaign. This, this bear, this movie is real. It's called The Bear. It has a French title. I think it's called Le, or Lure. In, in French, but it made a hundred million dollars around the world in 1988. And there was an Oscar campaign for this bear, but the bear to be nominated. And so, you know, the whatever studio, I think it was Warner Bros., whoever it was, who made the movie, The Bear, they're like, let's get this bear an Oscar. And like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is real. This shit's real. And because the movie had like, not, it has 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is a really good movie. Roger Ebert um, wrote, it's not a cute fantasy in which bears ride tricycles and playhouse. It's about a life in the wild, and it does an impressive job of seeing how wild bears and their natural habitat live. So it's wow. it's quite good. So so they tried to get this animal an Oscar, and so the Academy Award had to clarify that their rules didn't include animal actors. So everyone was very disappointed this bear wasn't nominated. Could you imagine? Like It goes through the nominees, Brenton, and it just cuts <laughs> to a fucking bear. Like, <laughs> yeah! It's like Jack Nicholson. It's like Robert We've just been talking about, imagine if, like, animals were in, like, the movie theatre. Imagine, like, at the Oscars, it pants to part the bear, and he's in his fucking tuxedo. (laughs) 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 And, like, like, it's, like, sitting next to Meryl Streep, but she's very nervous. She's, like, eyeing the bear. (laughs) Like, uh, uh, could you imagine if the bear won? It just goes up to stage and fucking like roars at the audience and everyone's like, Ugh. but you know what? Here's the thing. If a bear was actually nominated for an Academy Award, everyone would vote for it to win just to see the bear walk up. You know what I mean? Just to see the yeah, bear walk up and stage. I'd vote for it. Like fucking hell. Like, It'd be amazing. There's no scenario where the, where the, where the Oscars wouldn't, if a bear was nominated, have that bear win. Like, like without question, you could have bloody like, you could have the most iconic, you could have like Jack Nicholson and Shining nominated and yet the bear would still win because that's amazing. Also, can you imagine like losing an Oscar to a fucking bear? Like, <laughs> It's amazing. But anyway, so the bear wasn't nominated, but it was vindicated, Brenton, because at the 70th Academy Awards in 1998, the Academy Award wanted to do something for animal actors. Look this up on YouTube. This is a real thing from the 1998 Oscars. Bart the Bear is on the stage of the Oscars. Holy shit. This is Are amazing. Are you serious? I am not making a word of this up. Listeners, if you can do anything from today, look up, like... This this nineteen ninety eight clip from the Oscars where Bart the Bear, as a tribute to animals in film, is presenting Academy Award category. Wow, that's that's peaked. That yeah. that has peaked. Like like nothing's ever gonna like top that for us on this list now. Like that's I th- that's... I thought I thought we did well with bloody uh, Kiko the whale, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Bart that's the Bear. that's like like cementing yourself in in film history. Good it's on you, Bart. Great. It's pretty do you wanna, great. Do you want to talk um, about Bart's? Eventual demise. <laughs> oh my god! I don't so, have. I don't. Oh really? It's I so don't have sad. this fact. What happened he to got, Bart? He got cancer. Oh, did he get cancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I did read this. And they tried. Wasn't he, like to a, wasn't he like a spokesman for like cancer or something like that? 
I, oh, really? I read, so I read I, somewhere. I read somewhere this bear got cancer, um, which is horrible. Anyone gets in his right paw, like got it in like in his oh, right really? paw. Yeah, and then basically they 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 did the surgeries and stuff, and then it came back, and uh, he wasn't responding well to the treatment. Like he wasn't eating or anything, and so they decided to oh no humanely put him down. Yeah, because he was That's in horrible. too much pain. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? I don't. I don't want to make light of this, but like, could you imagine you're sitting in the doctor's office and like they like have like I've got the news, <laughs> and the bear's just sitting in a chair like crushing it, <laughs> and it's like it's cancer, and the bear's like. Ooh! <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, but no, because I read because I know I did find this out. I I didn't I didn't include it, but I did read somewhere that because the bear had cancer, it was a spokesman for um Peter. I want to say for like animals, it wanted they wanted to raise awareness for animals who go, who do get cancer because animals get cancer all the time, sadly. And and they I wanted this bear to be a spokesman, but then I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to work out how the hell did this bear be a spokesman for cancer? It's a bear. It's not gonna like go around to like stages and like roar at the audience. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, like all these like cancer victims are sitting in the stage, and the fuck a bloody bear walks out. Like, ah, oh, the world's so weird, Brenton. It is, it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what's what's number two for you? Oh, number three, whatever you're up to. Okay, so number three is like, you know, I said the highest of the heights. We're going to the lowest of the lows, and we're talking about <laughs> Bonnie. Who the hell Bonnie. is Bonnie? I want you to look up Bonnie's IMDb page. Okay, I'll get on IMDb. I'm going to open it right. I'm going to type Bonnie, in Bonnie. And then type in Seven Psychopaths. Oh, my God. Because I haven't seen Seven Psychopaths, sadly. Neither have I. But I just want to... When was Seven Psychopaths made? Is it 20 years or is it recent? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. It's 2012. Autocorrect is coming with Bonnie the dog, Seven Psychopaths. That's going to be very excited. Okay, I'm on IMDb now. Oh, my goodness. It's just... Oh, Oh my god! The photo for this fucking dog on IMDb. So this is a fun one for me because this dog made the list not because of its uh, incredible bio. Yes. Not because I've seen its let's say incredible performance. Like we, we, I haven't seen it. But look at this fucker! Like, like this <laughs> dog. The photo they chose. So for those, I feel like this is like the poster section, like normal. So for listeners who haven't googled this dog, on its IMDb page, it looks as though it's like on a red carpet of sorts. But there's also a brick behind it, so I like to think it's maybe a photo from its house. And it's like it looks as though it's been like trotted on, like its tail has been stepped on, and its face is like pulling this very confused, like and scared expression. And it's the funny it shit. No, I'd say it looks like it wants to like fuck you up like it's like it's like come on like let me at you <laughs> it probably does well, it's but, a um, shih tzu like oh i, I want to read its bio because again like this is totally written by the trainer and it makes me laugh so much oh my goodness so bonnie bonnie is an actress known for oh. seven psychopaths 2012 mm-hmm. she is bonnie is a rescue dog and was adopted by movie animal company performing animal troop specifically for the movie seven psychopaths so she now lives with her trainer Claire Door and continues mm. her acting career in between. <laughs> say Claire Door and then in brackets me, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and continues her acting career in between naps and cuddles. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! But uh, what a photo! I just saw oh that goodness. and was like, "What? That's so funny! What?" Why? I like to think though. Imagine like, because you know how actors get headshots. Could you imagine like this dog getting headshots? Like they put it. You know how like actors sometimes dress in different costumes to get roles. I like to think dogs do the same thing. 
For sure. Like, and I think what's so funny about this is that, like, you know, we've talked about the greats. We've we've talked about some great animal actors. Yeah. But I think it's also important to talk about those animal actors that don't want the fame. They just do one film and they go home and they, they have a bath or something, yeah. you know? And, they, and that's they're the that. Bonnie Harper Lee of actors, you know? They do the one <laughs> book and they're out, you know? <laughs> thank, you, thank, thank you, Bonnie. Thank you thank for you your... Thank you, Bonnie, <laughs> for Seven Psychopaths. I think it was made 2012, it says. So, like, it's... Like, yeah, we'll yeah. Never, we'll never do it for the podcast. Like, we'll be dead by then. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but you know i like we'll, we'll watch it in our private lives brenton and we'll we'll think fondly of bonnie the dog i know bonnie the dog does but when bonnie rocks up in seven thugabas it's on my netflix list so you bet i'm gonna get excited for it sounds good sounds good what's uh, your number two nathan number two is mushu the dog we're back on it this is my last dog of the list and it's from the movie men in black it's frank the pug Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, out of, and you know, have you seen the Men in Black movies? I haven't seen all of them, but... Uh, oh, which ones have I've you seen? seen? Uh, one, two, and not three. One, two, and not three. Okay. Well, Frank the Pug is in the first two and not the third. And like, this dog is fantastic. You know, it, it's 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 very memorable. Everyone loves this dog. If you haven't seen Men in Black, there's a, there's a, it's about like Will Smith and John, um, Tommy Lee Jones joining this spy agency. Actually, the film... Has the film been out yet? I think it is. I can't remember if it's been released or not. I haven't been paying attention to the actual movies. Uh, the newest Cause, film. Because there's a new one, yeah. With Chris Hemsworth and... Uh, oh, what's Yeah, and Tessa Thompson. Um, Tessa it's Thompson. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, anyway, so so in the original Men in Black movies, like this pug is actually an alien who can talk. And he's very, very funny. You know, he's, he's a little bit foul-mouthed and that kind of stuff. Anyway, so in the first film, he makes like a small appearance and he originally was going to be in um one so- in one scene. But then, um, but then in the second movie, the director was like, "Let's promote this dog." So they gave him a full song and dance number in the second one, and they like wanted him to be really, really funny. But he was held back from doing three because the elderly couple who adopted him after the second film, um, didn't want to send him back to America because he lived that far away. Oh. So that's why he's not in the third, and they didn't want to get another pug. So they're like, "Screw it, he's just not going to be in the third movie." Oh. But it, I know, which was a little bit disappointing on the owner's part, but apparently on set the dog was a real diva. So like, <laughs> so like he refu- so he he doesn't travel by. So when animals travel, you know, in plans, he do- he refuses to be in a crate. He has to be in business class whenever he travels. Like, this is what the tra- the trainer said, and um, when he um stays in hotels, he like she, the trainer says he needs meals from room service. Like he eats steak and chicken, and he only drinks bottled water. What the fuck? I know. This dog is like, it's crazy. Like, it's a real diva, so I'm like, great. <laughs> That's fucked. Alright. The diva. Sure. I mean, we we, we all need a, do- a, a drama queen, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mishu the dog. I love Frank the Pug, but now that I know he's a diva, I might like that movie less now, because I'm like, hey, no one, no one needs to be a diva on set, buddy. Not even the dog. How does the dog tell when it's not in business class? Like... You know what I mean? Like, I guess by the space of the sea. You know when, like, like dogs want to, like, you know, like, sniff out their territory, like, they run about for a bit, like... Yeah, again! Like, I can't imagine the dog sitting still for a whole flight, and, like, could you... Also, that's so expensive. Could you imagine, like, a dog, like, having their own seat to themselves? Like, are they sitting on the owner's lap, yeah. or do they get their own seat? Like, because if they're sitting on the owner's lap, then they really shouldn't be able to tell the difference. But, actually, you know what it... Okay, here's what my theory is, Brenton. I like to think it's the owner that wants to be in business class. That's what I was thinking and as so well. And so like- they don't want to look like a little bit of a, you know, they don't want to look like they can't sit economy. They don't look like, you know, they're a little bit rich and pretentious. Look, so I'm not, I'm, look, all I'm saying is if you, if this dog and I don't go in business class, he's probably going to bite your face off. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so yeah, the, I feel like 100% the owner uses it as an excuse. Same. So yeah. <laughs> 
Oh. Oh, so let's talk about my number two, which yes. is another bear. Tank the bear. Tank the bear. <laughs> Great. Who's Tank the bear, Brenton? No, okay. So I'm on this website and I want kind of want you to look at it because there's some photos on here. So just oh, look fantastic. up Tank the Bear. Tank um, the Bear. All right. It's, and, the web, and the website's called Wasatch Rocky Mountain Wildlife. Um, I'm already a fan. All right. Tank okay. the Bear. Uh, is it is it bartthebear.com? Wait, what's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's okay, it. this is that's it. it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Just, and just, oh, my don't, God. You don't have to read anything. Just just scroll through some of the photos on this page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the first photo, literally the first thing you see on this website. Who is that? It's like it's like it's like it's, okay. We're outside a log cabin. It's like broad daylight. We're sitting at a table, <laughs> and there's this guy holding a script up, and this bear is like burying its face in the script, like millimeters from this guy's face, like reading a film script, and it looks as though it's like inquiring about a line. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, and this woman character. is like sipping some tea next to him, so casually looking at this fucking bear that's like next to this guy. <laughs> what is the world, Brenton? This Keep is, going, everyone. Keep okay, going. Go down. to this website. Okay. Oh, this is this is a <laughs> the Lord chair. <laughs> the, uh, the the bear has like an experience. This is like like a resume for the bear, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Okay, this bear's in a bathtub with Jay Leno. What? <laughs> This is amazing. Tank Keep the going. Doug Seuss, isn't this like Bart the Bear's owner? I feel like yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we're going to talk ba- about. Oh my god, there's a trained behavior section. This is this website. Yeah. Well, wait. Let, let me let me cover the trained and behavior. This section. is this is extraordinary. <laughs> this is oh my goodness, Brenton. Okay, so let's talk about Tank. So I first <laughs> I first came across um <laughs> Tank. In, oh my goodness! In his film, uh, where he in you know I've already mentioned this film, but Doctor Doolittle Two, yes, where he played Archie, who is like the main like animal in Doctor Doolittle Two, and the whole plot re- re- revolves around Archie and trying to um, uh, to put him into the wild and to train yes. him for going into the wild. Yes, and it's a and you know the bear played Archie like throughout that whole film, and it's an oh. incredible performance. Oh, fantastic, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, I'll just I'll just real I'll I'll just read some of what's written here that the trainers have written. So they characterize Tank as a leading as a leading man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually starring in the next Mission Impossible. They, he's they call Tom him Cruise. they call him our Jimmy Stewart Bear. Oh my goodness! Tank's personality was personified in his starring role of Archie in Doctor Doolittle too. His special ability to work up close and personal with people was evidence when he appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno oh and my sat on the red sofa for his interview. So there is an interview that you can watch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh Jay Leno tank. interviewing a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. This His is calm, giving me new life. gentle nature makes him the perfect bear for studio work and commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, oh my so then we have a then we have his experience, and I'll I'll just go through some of it. Oh so my god, was... the bear has a community service section. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, amazing. So this, he... the the feels when a bear has a better resume than you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so so obviously he was in Doctor Doolittle too, but he was also in that film. You know that film we bought a zoo with uh. Matt Damon and uh, Scarlett Johansson, I'm pretty sure. He's, he's the bear in that film as well. 
he, have you seen the photo of him on the on the red couch by any chance as well? Just, there's a section that says hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to no, read out the yeah. sentence. I'm going to read the hobbies section now because it's <laughs> So, so Tang has some hobbies. And it inclu- includes making designer furniture out of ties and straw, bird watching, yoga, yoga and, and laying in dandelions. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Oh, my All God. Right. Would you like to know this some bad. of Tank's trained behaviours? <laughs> What's his behaviours, friend? He, so, he, so, okay, here we go. He's got a few. He's got a, he's got a wide... Uh, uh, he he's very versatile. This bit, <laughs> so he can go to a mark. He can go from mark. He can go from mark A to mark B, either slow, walking, or running. Stays on mark or or wherever he's There's asked like to be. There's like nineteen fucking things on this list. <laughs> he can he he backs up. He backs up. He looks in a riveted manner <laughs> in any direction. <laughs> <laughs> he roars, open mouth wide, and shows all teeth and face. Can we talk about number ten? Is this <laughs> Just a second, we're getting there, Nathan. We're getting there. Stands on back legs, walks on back legs, comes into camera from Mark, slowly walking or running. Ten, which is what Nathan was talking about, blows, which is snorting through the nose. He can strike with his front paw. He can charge into camera. Into camera. Um, lowers head and looks in a menacing way. Oh. Sits, begs up, waves bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> lays down, lays down with head on ground as if asleep or dead. Rolls over on back. Oh. Gets on all fours. Oh my god! Command. I thought the list stopped at nineteen because no, of the photo. No, it keeps going. This thing goes to fucking forty-one. <laughs> Limps, walks with one front leg held off the ground. Oh my god! F- fetches most anything. Fake fish, stuffed rabbits, or life-size actor dummy models. Oh, my God. Um, lifts, holds object with front paws while sitting. Oh, my God. Holds, I can't do this, Brendan. Lays I on back and holds and bounces up jokes with all four This list, it's so extensive. Like, okay, can we talk about the second last one? Because that's my favorite. <laughs> well, wait. I, we need to talk about we need to talk about Happy Bear. 28. Oh happy Bear jumps from front feet to back feet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Happy also, Bear? Also 30. Yoga holds back toes with front claws. Thirty-one. What? Thirty-one. Somersaults in place or while running. What is this bear? This bear can do more than me. Like this is Peek-a-boo, amazing. Thirty-four covers his eyes with his paws. Uh, so <laughs> number forty is my favourite though, um, and that is no wasted time on set. <laughs> So you you're getting your bang for your buck with you this get, bar, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you tell you what, we've talked about Bart the Bear. If you want a bear for your money, it bloody tank the bear is where it's at. Oh my goodness. That's I I can't I don't know how the hell I'm gonna follow up on my number Nathan, one. Nathan, what's your number one? <laughs> my number one <laughs> We're returning to cats and dogs, and because this is when I think about iconic animal performances, this is my personal favorite, and it's Mr. Tinkles from Cats and Dogs. It's the main antagonist from Cats and Dogs. Do you remember this cat? I do remember this cat. This cat is amazing. It's just like it's like this Bond villain cat. It's like they gave the the cat from like the Bond movies its own movie, and like I was researching this cat and I tried to find the animal actor for a Brenton, and I I stumbled upon a revelation. This cat was a puppet. What? 
this cat was not real. Despite the fact that they use real animals in this thing, this cat puppet cost $4,000 to have in the movie. And it was... It was entirely that. Now, this director wanted to do the film entirely in CGI, and Cats and Dogs had a budget of full, of $60 million. Cats and Dogs had a $60 million budget. Yeah. But they, and having a CGI cat villain would have put it $25,000 over budget. So they said, no, we're going to do a puppet. We're going to Yoda puppet that shit. And so this cat does an amazing performance. Like, it's... Like, there's a point where, like... Do you remember, like, the family gets captured? Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, it reveals the cat can talk... I forget what the line is. It says something like, hello there. It does like an Obi-Wan hello there. And like this family freaks the fuck out. And I laughed at the child. This like, it was one of the best scenes in this movie. I love this cat. It's really great. I was surprised it's a puppet. But I want to talk about this website that I found this cat on. And Brenton, can you please, on your Google, go to the website cinemacats.com? Oh, God. So I was looking up this cat for the movie. And I found out there's a website called cinemacats.com. Are you there? I'm I'm there now. Oh my god! It's loading as we speak, <laughs> and this is maybe the best website on the internet. It looks as though the website was made in maybe 2002, and they haven't updated it since, as far as the look. From and feline film stars to kitty cameos. <laughs> And this website, it's like a news feed, but it's dedicated to cat appearances in movies. Oh, no. And so if you scroll through this list, it has every cat in cinema, and it has some screenshots from the movies this cat is in, and it's just talking about it. The top of the website currently is a cat from... (laughs) So they update it on a scary Saturday. And the cat that rocks up is from a film called What Lies Beneath. And it gives a little synopsis of the film, and then it says... Kitty cameo. <laughs> and it describes what the cat did in the movie. So, if you scroll through this list, it has, like, Venus in Vegas. It has, like, bloody Shameless. It has, like, TV episodes where there's a cat. Look at this. Look at the Shameless one. There's, like, a cat walking in the background, and it still made this fucking website. Oh, fucking hell. This is this crazy. Is a, this is amazing. Like, this is a thing that exists. Like, like this, this is cr- Police Academy 6. It has the cat from that, <laughs> where, like, this guy's giving it some milk. Like, this is... Oh, my God. And so, at the end of one of the articles for Police Academy 6, it says, Final Musings. <laughs> and it says, Tough guys aren't afraid to love cats. And oh then afterwards, has credited. Many thanks to Nick Whale for letting us know about cats in this movie. I can't, dude. That's... And, like, the background for this website is, like, film strips, but with cats in them. Like... Oh my god! <laughs> it has it has a now in theaters section where there's a cat in a movie, and this and the now in theaters uh, section shows the film Pet Cemetery. Oh gosh! Like, look, here's the thing: like, just imagine that there are people that are like actively invested in this website that are like yeah. that need to know and actively watch whatever thing it is that has a cat, a kitty in the background, a cat as a starring role, like you know. Gosh, this is amazing! They've got like a poster bizarre. for the Lego Ninjago movie. It's just a giant oh, cat God. in front of Legos. Like, this is this website, Brenton. This website alone is why Mr. Tinkles from Cat and Dogs is my number one. What's yours, buddy? All right, let's get to number one, which is actually a dog. Oh, you're bringing it back home. Yep. So oh, cats like, versus it's dog. my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, this is Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> so Rin Tin Tin. Was a was a male German Shepherd that was an international star in motion pictures. Oh, he was rescued from a World War One battlefield by an American what? soldier, Lee what? Duncan, who nicknamed him Rinty. That's amazing. 
Duncan trained Rin Tin Tin and obtained silent film, wo- silent film work for the dog. Rin Tin Tin was an immediate box office success and went on to appear in 27 Hollywood films, gaining worldwide fame. Along with the earlier canine film star Strongheart, Rin Tin Tin was responsible for greatly increasing the popularity of German Shepherd's dogs as family pets. That's the immense amazing. profitability of his films contributed to, contributed to the success of Warner Brothers Studios and helped advance the career of Daryl F. Zunak. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the thing. This dog is, like, insane. <laughs> so, like, he, his starring debut was in this film Where the North Begins, which was 1923, mm. and Rin Tin Tin is, like, the starring feature of this film. Really? It's like you look at this poster, and the poster's the dog. Like, <laughs> like we're That's talking amazing. like this dog actually like contributed like like it says to the success of Warner Brothers films like at the time. That's amazing. This, it's inc- incredible. Um, he is like the dog of ho- Hollywood, and all the more and the reason that I picked him was because one he's a German Shepherd, but also like he survived being like a World War One battlefield. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Could you imagine, like, like, your own film set and this, like, dog is, like, a veteran, like, like, because I'm probably actors served in the First World War as well, so they're all, like, sh- sh- trading war stories, and then the dog just starts barking, and, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's got, I'm trying to imagine the door, the dog on the battlefield, like, it's got, like, a little tin helmet, and it's, like, running about, like. <laughs> yeah, but I encourage everyone to look him up and, and look at his posters and just see that he's, like, the feature of, like, a lot of these That's films. Fantastic. It's, like, Rin Tin Tin in A Hero of the Big Snows. Rin Tin Tin, a dog of the regiment. Like, it's it's so interesting, and it's, like, and really cool, and good on this doggy for, for you know, uh, starting this whole thing off, I guess. Like Yeah, yeah, he's way, the OG, like, you know? He was the original dog. You know, he's actually the very first dog ever made. And I picked him because he's a German Shepherd, and I have a oh. German Shepherd, and I love those dogs. So. Oh, German Shepherds, love them. <laughs> also, it. also, I just, I just thought this was funny as well. In another 1922 film titled My Dad... Uh, Rin Tin Tin picked up a small part as a household dog. The credits read, Rin Tin Tin, played by himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brenton. Oh, Brenton. Why the fuck did we just do that? Well, that else. was... But, <laughs> but not me. That was so worth it. That was so much fun. That's the most fun I think I've ever had in my life. I, that was amazing. <laughs> I love. Um, I have, I feel so much wiser. I'm so glad we've just because there's a whole section of Hollywood. I'm surprised that you know, like Ricky Gervais made a TV show about extras. I'm yeah. so surprised no one has done something about animal actors, or maybe they have and we just haven't heard about it. Or like the train, yeah, yeah, like the trainers of animal actors and like animal actors and that's like, like classic, like it's like one of those like classic reality shows. Yeah, and like like all the like trainers are bitching about each other and they're like, I don't think he's ready to perform, and like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Goes like, to a show of some fucking seahorse it's oh like- my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's like I, I actually think my dog's a literal bitch and, and, then, and they're like oh and like they're like all like complaining about each other like oh and they're like the monkey just won't control itself on set it's like oh I want this to happen Brenton this has been my favourite, Brenton, of all our episodes. I've had an absolute blast, and uh, thank you for listening to this. Like, yeah, thank it's, you for, s- <laughs> for sticking around. Like, I've had such so much fun, and uh, yeah, like, uh, what a great what have idea. we learned today? We've learned so much, Brenton. I, I'm so glad that our list was so different, too, in the end. Like, there was only yes. 
only a There's couple, like one like, or two yeah, crossovers. Yeah, one well, crossover really, because yeah. I was talking about but two, not uh, yeah. but one. It was only uh, Terry. We did pretty well. I'm pretty proud yeah. of us. Yeah. So well, well then, <laughs> back, uh, back on the back to us. So let us know your favorite animal. Yes, please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can't wait to hear about it and uh, l- really look into like animals and film. It's it's because you can it's, find out as you can see, it's a gold mine. Like yeah, it's fantastic. Like, look up the tigers and gladiator. Yeah. Like there's another one that was really cool to read about. And like oh there's, yeah, there's, also there's, the shaggy dog is actually yeah, a very good read if yeah, you want to yeah. get around that. Yeah, there's lots we didn't do today. So by all means, please find if you thought about an animal and film, look up their life story. And like of course, Lassie, which I. I I can't believe. I can't believe both of us avoided Lassie because it was too obvious. So we're like, you know, like ah, or totally. Beethoven. That was another one that was too obvious that I yeah, avoided. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I thought you were going to do it, but yeah, by all means, look up these animals and let us know your favorite. Because uh, also, we dedicate this episode to Jimmy the Crow, who who yeah. who kickstarted all this off for us. So we love you, Jimmy. We Thank love you for Jimmy. your filmography and your amazing work. Oh, watch it's a wonderful life. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but 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 what's 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 that, Lassie? Brenton's still in the well. Wait, did you say he's trapped in there with a bear? Nah, we're not. We're not saving him, Lassie. <laughs> Help me, Nathan. Why? <laughs>